This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. Facebook. Go ahead, take it away. Good morning, Indiana. Welcome back to another Circle City News Podcast. We have Nevaeh and friends and Allie with us today. Guys, how are we doing today? Great, honey. How are you doing this morning? Oh, good. Drinking some coffee, waking up. You know how it goes. Right. How about you, Allie? Where are you at today? Good. I'm currently in Ohio um, visiting a friend. So I just had a photo shoot yesterday in Cincy. And then I thought, you know, might as well stop by on the way. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend. So mm-hmm. have some fun. Cool. Did you go downtown around there? I don't know what it looks like around there in Ohio. No, I, so in Cincy, I couldn't because it was kind of in and out, but right now I'm in Bowling Green and Bowling Green is packed. It's huge. Like it's literally people are coming in from out of town. There are buses coming in full of like college students from like everywhere. So it's crazy. I went in on the bus. (laughs) Already spring break. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Spring break. (laughs) Any you know, I never how you did day spring break, you know, as a kid or even in high school or college, I never had a big spring break getaway. Did you guys ever go anywhere big for spring break? No. No? Well, Florida is like a huge spring break place. Like so Canada it's like, or whatnot. Yeah. yeah, the whole state kind of like livens up and gets really shitty and crazy and there's cops on all the beaches, but like everybody, like nobody cares. We had a big thing in my hometown, Fort Myers Beach. What's up? <laughs> we had these like, they're called twerk circles and people would dig ditches in the sand. And like all these girls would like, you know, be twerking in the circles and people would like throw drinks and everything. Like it, it got pretty ratchet where I was from. So like <gasps> you would go out, you get crazy for like one day and then you'd be like dead for three days and you'd wrap it up <laughs> and take it home. Like... But yeah, that's just a Florida thing, I think. Um. Yeah, I heard that Lottie is really crazy right now. Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Always. Um, no, yeah, it's actually, um, I have some news about that too. So it like real quick in Lottie, because like it was spring break, mostly for college students, either last week or this week. And last week there were, um, there was fentanyl caught in like the cocaine there and there was a huge bust so be safe if you're there if anyone's listening just continue to be safe and don't take drugs from strangers damn great point honestly especially during spring break season and especially in Miami because they're doing that shit all the time out there it's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah good looking out make sure you test your drugs be safe be with friends test your shit please thank you (laughs) thank you first Yes. Nevaeh, it looks like you've got a friend with you today. I do. Yeah, I do. Let me introduce him. This is my boyfriend, Spencer, and he's going to kind of talk a little bit about some cool hobbies and things that he's into out here in the indie area. Um, I'm very new to it, too, so I'm going to be learning here as well, but I'm excited to kind of hear what we got going on. So, Spencer, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am Spencer Cross. Uh, what I'm going to be talking about today is specifically flow arts. I wrote up this little introduction that I'm going to read 
about flow arts. Would you like me to read that? Sure, go for it. All right. So I've been in flow arts since 2019. Flow arts is a general term used to describe the intersection of a variety of movement-based disciplines, including dance, juggling, fire spinning, and object manipulation. The broad category flow arts includes a variety of pursuits that harmonize skill-based techniques with creative expression to achieve a state of present moment awareness known as flow. Wow, that's awesome. I was just sort of introduced to the like EDM scene probably around four, like four years ago today probably around and the flow scene is or the uh, EDM scene is really what got me even aware of what flow was at all um what instruments or like apparatuses or tools do you use to perform flow uh the the I think the word you were looking for was props that's the word that we use oh um, cool yeah I didn't know that but the props that I use are my main prop is poi which essentially is balls on strings just like balls on strings, but they're called poi, which is spelled P-O-I. I also juggle, uh, just regular juggle balls. I juggle clubs as well. Um, there's another prop called a double staff, which is a, a staff that's a, approximately maybe 32 to 35 inches long, and they're weighted down with two heads, and you basically isolate the the movement with those two props, and it's, it's uh Versus like a staff, I don't spin staff personally, but there are multiple staff or props where you have one, one prop and then you have two props in two hand. But I probably spin at least five things, five props in total. That's awesome. I've seen the the Poi Fire live, and that was unreal. That was yeah, unreal. You got to stay back though. People are, are walking into it and stuff and you can see that it gets frustrating on the, the performer's face. And I'm like, yo, back up, back up. <laughs> don't especially, don't have, especially if the fire performers don't have a, a vicinity like for them to like, yeah, like or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell like us a little bit more about this group. So Spencer's involved with a group of people out here in the local Indianapolis area that too uh, work with and do participate with flow art as well. Um, and ironically enough, I believe it's called Circle City Fire. Ooh. Circle City Fire, they can be found on Facebook and we'll keep the link in the in the, pro, in the post after this folks, but Circle City Fire, tell us a little bit more about the type of people and what, what your group is about. Yeah, so Circle, Circle City Fire is a group that was put together by a couple of my friends. It's about less than a dozen there's about nine people in the group and basically what the group is is it's a collective of movement artists with uniquely skilled experience uh, in harnessing the power of fire and channeling it into creative expression and they have like on their facebook page they have a cell phone number and a email address you can contact them to book whatever kind of event you want and fun fact, y'all, really quick to kind of, you know, ending note here, definitely check out Circle City, you know, Circle City Fire on Facebook. Um, we'll post the link in the comments. But I will say, as somebody has never been exposed to flow arts before, um, seeing him out there with his, you know, his props and with all the flame and the fire around, it's definitely something to watch. It's definitely an interesting and really cool experience. So folks, if you've never seen 
somebody performed flow art um you know they definitely do gigs in and around the area i know that a lot of his friends work at do gigs at the mousetrap downtown um so if you ever want to see something like that live you know definitely inquire a little bit further there but and do you guys have any other questions for spencer i had a few yeah. no definitely because this is my first time kind of getting that exposure to this i haven't i've seen like youtube videos and videos online about this but i didn't really i've never seen like a live show so okay. i guess like how do you go about the training for this? Because it looks super dangerous as well, like with the elements of fire and everything. Like, how do you get started? Great question. Well, how I got started is I had a friend, an old friend from high school hit me up one summer and was like, hey, do you want to go to a, a musical, like a music show with me at, mm -hmm. at this venue? And I was like, yeah, sure. Long story short, going to the show, there was a party afterwards and we went and this party, there was just a bunch of people spinning doing that you know and I was like that was when I, that's how I got introduced to it for the first time and my brain just went you got to do this so I picked up because <laughs> I noticed a couple of my friends who I'm friends with now I saw them spinning poi and there was a bunch of props there there were stabs there was fire fans there was people juggling there was poi there was just a lot going on and poi specifically really caught my eye mm -hmm. I guess and literally the next week I just I put together I took three pairs of tube socks and I basically made a makeshift set of poi with socks and that's what I practiced with for a week and I put in probably like four to six hours a day of just practice wow. and that was just a love for the hobby because it is a hobby at the end of the day there are people that yeah. do it professionally but they all it all, it all started out for the love of of the of the of what you're doing that's amazing it's almost like where performance art meets like energy work yeah. because it's hyper focused like it's very challenging to do you have to put all of your concentration on it it's not something you can like flail around especially when they're on fire like you have a responsibility you're very much a performance artist like that's fantastic it's really cool it's funny you use the word responsibility because that's so true because they have the responsibility not only to not hurt themselves but responsibility of the public around them mm -hmm. there's a lot of liability and, and like what was it last before uh last year before it ended i got the opportunity to be to have a gig and that was for a, a parade down in bloomington indiana for a krampus parade that kind of evil spirit christmas character but i was i was spinning in a parade for like an hour and there was probably at least six thousand people there and i had to get insured i had to get i had to pay for insurance I was oh, wow. just going to say, do you need a personal liability coverage to spin fire? Because holy shit, you know, pull out an open insurance plan or some shit. That is awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, you have to be insured. And you're, you're, my insurance was covered for the whole year. So any gig that I get up until when I bought that insurance, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm insured. So we're good. Oh, sick. That's good to know for other flow artists out there that that's an option. A lot of people don't know that too. They just kind of go out and do it but they don't take the right steps or the right precautions and you said spencer too that you have different um videos and different um you know recordings and stuff of you doing yeah. flow arts as well where can we find um perhaps more information about your experience with flow arts or perhaps you know if somebody wanted to learn more about it how would you suggest we go about doing that how would i how would i what how would we how do you want to direct people that are interested in flow arts how would you suggest that we help somebody get their feet wet if you're really interested, just go to YouTube and look up, watch flow art videos or go to Instagram. Instagram is a, is a big platform. 
for like specific hashtags or anything you can look up and a lot of people just dump their photo photos and not photos but videos and of stuff that they're doing mostly on instagram and youtube and folks if you're local to the indianapolis area and you're interested in getting yourself you know uh accustomed to flow arts or you have some interest um we highly encourage you to go to the facebook page circle city fire and inquire further and perhaps get together with people that have the same interests and you can get your feet wet. Yay, please. This was all about, this is all about the community. It's awesome, man. And if so you have an Instagram, cause I've had a, I've followed a few like hoop girls on, on Instagram and I've tried to do the hoop before. I'm very spastic about it, but it's very cool to see people be very good at it. Do you have your own Instagram or does the Circle City Fire have an Instagram that um, you can follow? Yeah, so Circle City Fire does have their own Instagram as well as every member of Circle City Fire on there has it oh, cool. as well. You can kind of just find everybody. Awesome. Sweet. So and I will definitely add that to the comments so everyone can find it too. Real quick, Spencer, you just mentioned something about um, one of your gigs. Will you tell us kind of about one of your favorite gigs that you've had before? Great question, Allie. My favorite gig that I had was probably downtown Indy at this like a dance club kind of weird the building was really sketchy so you you look at the building and all four <laughs> walls are just gray and you doesn't doesn't look like anything's going on kind of in the alley but then you knock on the or you go inside and it's just a whole club sounds like a speakeasy kind of style like yeah. low key, you know? and, the, and the and the dance floor has lights projecting up and there's like top lounge you can hang out with a bunch of comfy cat leather couches and tables and a, a bar uh -huh. so tell us about your what were you spinning fire there no I, it was just a group of friends and we just spun leds and we were just blowing everyone's faces off <laughs> cool. that was one of my Sorry. Sorry. and then if you want me to talk about another gig uh, coming up this march 26th uh next saturday the mouse uh if only if you guys are familiar but the mousetrap is a is a bar and they're having their eighth annual collage carnival event Ooh. so if you're if you're an indie and you want to come to that tickets are about 15 20 there's going to be about there's going to be fire fire performances djs aerial silk performances live art cool. Wait, when, did you, when did you say that i live in indianapolis so I'm yeah gonna... it's going to be at, at march 26th next saturday at the mousetrap located cool. on keystone and 56th street okay you hear that folks Keystone at 56th Street this next Saturday, the 26th. You want to see some flow arts in real life? You want to see how this stuff looks like on stage? We invite you to go see, you know, the people in Circle City Fire and other people in the community at this event on Saturday. Yes. Check it out. Get involved. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think we're going to do a little bit of a little shift away from the flow arts, even though it's such a fun topic. And I think we've had a really good <laughs> time. All day. Yeah, we can talk about it all day. We do it all day. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I'm going to say one more thing. I've seen the tube socks. People fill the tube socks with tennis balls and do it like that. That's like a good beginner way to start. So that was pretty versus was I mean, you said that. versus spending a hundred dollars on your first set. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because what if you like don't end up loving it, you know? okay well Ali, if you have any news things i think i'm going to shift into um corpse and lgbtq okay. um, yeah okay so there has been some shenanigans passing bills in florida we have the don't say gay bill that just passed which 
Florida can't make anything happen for anything. And now all of a sudden they can throw bills together anti-gay in three months. Like it's very funny to me in an ironic way. Um, but what's funnier than that is that the big corporations are actually um, in support of the LGBTQ and have put together little ads to poke at um, the Don't Say Gay bill and in Texas. So they've paid continual ads to run in Texas in support of the community. Um, Apple's Tim Cook, a member of the community, and Walt Disney's Bob, uh, Bob Chapek show public disappointment in Florida's recent Don't Say Gay bill. And the two have paid for ads to continue to run in Texas um, in support of the Texas appeal. So what happened, I'll tell you the story. Um, there was a family in Texas and the judge um, let the child go free. They passed this new bill that uh, they have to like consider trans treatment as abuse, child abuse or something like that. It's kind of sketchy, the bill, I would say. Um, so a judge let the girl go free. They no guilty or anything like that. She was um, getting uh what what they what do they call it? Uh, I'll read it later. I'm sorry. Hormone um, treatment. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. Like gender affirming treatments, and her family was paying for it. You know that kind of thing, um, which is already a very rarity for your family to be in support of the things that you believe in. So that off the top, I think that's pretty progressive for their family to be Absolutely. like a public figure for this in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so the judge let him go. You know, no 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 harm no foul, and. Uh, the state of Texas appealed its own judge to bureaucratically oppress a 16-year-old girl and her family. A 16-year-old trans girl and her family are now being charged by the state with child abuse and endangerment for providing their own child with gender-affirming treatments. Um, so this gets a bunch of social services involved. They're not sure if like they need to remove the child from the situation, if they're going to charge the parents. You know, it's become a whole um, unfurling of kind of disempowerment I would say I don't know why an institution feels the necessity to already marginalize and disempower and already marginalize and disempowered peoples that's what confuses me the most about how they got a bill like this to pass in an age like this and especially in an age with so much technology that the communication is so quick nowadays like they really thought they were getting away with this type of shit like I don't know I don't know how. how I have a two cents. I got a little back on that one for you, Madison. I got a little, yeah. little two cents on that. So um, as, as you all know, I'm in child welfare for a living, right? So I've worked for CPS. I've worked for, D, um, you know, with families that are working with the system. So in reference to this situation, you know, we have a 16-year-old child that's going through, you know, hormone therapy, identity, you know, and that you have at this point two parents that are supportive of that. Okay, we're creating our sense of identity in our adolescence. All right. So it's key to be able to have that type of support to really, you know, confirm and affirm who you are as a person and that parental support, like you said, Madison, you know, is usually not there. It's very progressive. Right. So in this situation, you know, when it comes to it being determined as, you know, abuse and neglect um, really kind of has me like miscombobulated here because you know, abuse and neglect is not something that's defined the same in each state. And I've learned that since living in Indiana. However, at the age of 16 years old, you know, if you were to go into a court of law, your voice matters at 16. Okay, so what you have to say in a court of law, family law, criminal law, your voice has a little bit more weight 
then maybe someone in a single digit age range. Okay, so when it comes to what we want, how we identify and how we want to live our life, you know, it might be something that, you know, maybe that topic of, you know, child abuse and neglect might be relevant. The kid was like five, you know, right. who am I? You know, they're learning how to walk, eat and shit, you know, maybe it's not best to be able to, you know, implement some hormone program or if they tell you this, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. But at 16 years old, you kind of have, a, have an idea on whether or not you identify as male or female, or at least you're going into that direction of it. You know, right. so I don't think that should follow the parents. I personally don't, I don't support that this should be an abuse and neglect issue. Um, yeah. But like I said, the age does make a difference because, you know, do you really know what you want and what you need if you're five, four years old, six years old? You know, you're learning and figuring that out. 16 years old, you definitely have a better grip on our basic physiological needs, right? So right. that's just kind of my two cents on that. I think we have bigger fish to fry in the child welfare world rather than, you know, prosecuting two parents for supporting their 16-year-old's identity. Or, yeah, 100%. Like, I don't understand why you have to, like, continue to shove people into corners. Like, almost just make it, like, a situation like alcohol or you can't buy weed till you're 21. Like, maybe you start at 18. You can't start till 18. You know, like, doing something like that as an alternative kind of shows that the state cares. When they pass stuff like this, it reaffirms that the state doesn't care about people that aren't normal and in their scope so that's what's frustrating about this and especially in texas where we had a big like movement of like it was almost like a big liberal movement that i thought went through texas and now with this it's kind of just like where do they stand now like i really thought they were in support of kind of like the liberal freedom freedom of being who you are no matter who you are kind of thing and this really threw me for a loop that they would jump back almost 20 years um, to oppress people that already don't have power anywhere, you know, <laughs> like, it's so silly. And in addition, like, if Google, Microsoft, and Facebook are being more civil than you are, yeah, and really, like, think about that, maybe find God and, like, really, like, meditate on that, because that's never the narrative here. Like, the corporations are never saying the right thing or doing the right thing, and now that they are, and, Texas is not it's just kind of funny it's just kind of funny to compare oh yeah absolutely no that's that's my issue with this whole thing is like like you said there are bigger fish to fry how is this why were we so quick to pass this when there are so many other things going on that are very much it's just more important I mean this is just discriminatory to me so and yeah. the thing with child welfare in general, you know, we have we have a lot of things we need to work on and, you know, fine tune in the child welfare system in the United States. OK, I know that firsthand. You know, we've had an increase of removals over 44 percent just in the state of Indiana in year 2020. OK, yeah. so with that said, we do have bigger fish to fry. You know, we're, we don't we don't have time to be looking at all oh, these two parents supporting their 16 year old and their transition. You know, I need, I need our focus yeah. to be on these kids that have been foster care for two, three years and don't have adoption or a permanency plan, you know, reprioritize people, bigger fish to fry. Exactly. Period. <laughs> well, I have some news shift into more of a, um, 
local, I guess, scope. So um, as everyone knows, or many are familiar with right now, it's March Madness. And um, it was huge. It's always been huge in Indiana at basketball has been huge. But last year, um, March Madness was fully hosted due to COVID um, in Indianapolis. So we had everyone there. It was and then um, this year, we have, we actually today we have some games. We have Baylor and UNC um, at noon. And then, um, as everyone knows, well, if many are familiar, Baylor won last year. So this is kind of a huge game. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. But Indiana is hosting the first and second rounds this year. So yeah, oh it'll, be fun. it'll be crazy. I know that for someone who lives downtown, the traffic is has just been insane. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with it, but it should be fun. Definitely good for businesses and everything as well. Nice. Hope you get the ball rolling a little bit post COVID too. I know that there's been some stagnation. Um, just everybody kind of coming back and feel more comfortable getting back out there. Hopefully yeah. that'll jumpstart that whole process and get some of these restaurants back and book in and get tip your servers. Just make sure you tip your servers, everybody. <laughs> During March Madness. <laughs> so really quick, y'all, to kind of like, you know, give us something to kind of start our day on. Uh, and yeah. to embark on another week ahead of us. Um, let's go ahead and pull what our card of the day is and see what, what kind of thing we have going on today. Um, we got beautiful. All right, folks, today we have the Justice card. Okay, this is a major arcana. Um, it's going to be more of a theme layer card. Justice symbolizes, uh, you know, the full cycle of justice being served, okay? Things come full circle here. Karmic debt will play itself out, and karmic cycles exist. So the justice card today is telling you and telling us that um, it, it will be handled accordingly. Justice will be served. Uh, maybe somebody did you follow, or perhaps, you know, uh, maybe you had a bad experience at work. Either or, everything always comes full circle. Karmic cycles are for the benefit and growth of us, and the justice card oftentimes can be involved in that. So use this card today, folks, to kind of send the message across that, you know, if something was done foul to you, karma will play its role. Um, if you feel like that perhaps maybe you know, uh, you deserve more or things that happen to you shouldn't have happened. It will all happen for a reason. Justice will be served, whether it be for a lesson or for, you know, just life knowledge. A lesson will always end with the justice card. Thank you, folks. Uh, beautiful message. I actually have a question about that. If I can pick sure. your brain for a sec. So say there is some, you may, maybe have like a conflict, something that needs, needs be resolved. Do you think with that card that came up today that maybe we should take the initiative and reach out and kind of like start that process of maybe like confronting somebody in an issue or should we kind of like play neutral and almost trust and just kind of let it work out? What would Absolutely, you- Absolutely, babe. That's a great question. That's a great question. So yes, with the justice card, um, you know, if there are things that you have unresolved you know, you need to reconcile some things with people, or perhaps, you know, you're waiting for an apology, or you're trying to figure out how to best to handle a situation. Justice card is telling you that, you know, take that initiative and take that chance on that and try to handle it accordingly, because it will work out in your favor. 
You know, maybe we're having a little bit of hesitance or a little bit of anxiety about the idea of maybe approaching somebody or trying to, you know, solve a quarrel between two people. Um, Justice Card is kind of saying that, you know, don't be afraid to take that initiative. Don't let it go back on the back burner. Speak your mind about how you feel um, and that will come out in your favor, 100%. Wow, I really needed to hear that today. Actually, yeah. that was a beautiful message. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's insane that you pulled that specific card too because this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like this is exact, this is the fire under my ass to confront them. Yeah, Ali, that's you. There you are. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, okay, I think that's that summary typed up for you guys so we can kind of share that with everybody. Um, I do yes. encourage you guys to check out facebook.com slash simply tarot with B. Uh, it'll be posted in the comments too. Um, if you're looking for a reading more in our daily card, if this resonated with you today, I encourage you to schedule an appointment and let us look a little bit further into what's going on. Yes, please. Okay, I think we're going to wrap up today because that was a really positive note. And I think that kind of really summed it up, honestly, the whole Saturday. I just want to wish everybody a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Call your Ubers. Have a DD. You know, set it up. Be smart about your partying this weekend, especially all y'all spring breakers out there. Um, And thank you so much, Spencer, for coming on and explaining the flow arts to us. That was awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Indiana. Have a wonderful weekend.